Hi there, and welcome to Vineyard Church Delaware County's podcast. My name is Michael Hansen. I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and I am so glad that you have joined us for this week's message. I'm going to have a little bit more to say at the end, but for now, enjoy the teaching. All right, let's uh, welcome Michael as he covers for Andrew tonight. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Boy, that guy, he is a gifted announcement guy, don't you think? Don't you think? What a hoot. All right, yeah, calm down. Okay, hey, welcome. Uh, Andrew is supposed to be preaching this weekend, but they had a family event, and he is there. He better be there, (laughs) but he is. He is. I trust Andrew. He is. But hey, so if you've been here the last several weeks, we're going through a series called Who Do We Think We Are? And we're looking at the New Testament book of Ephesians, a letter that Paul, uh, that Paul wrote. And, and what we've been learning in this series is, if you remember, our identity as Christians. And then, and then now we're getting into the more practical side of living, walking out our faith in our, in our everyday life. And this weekend we're going to even get uh, more practical uh, of, uh, as Paul gives us three examples of what being a Christian uh, can and should look like in some of our key relationships and, and just uh, aspects of our lives. We're going to look this weekend at marriage, next weekend at parenting, and then the third weekend we're going to look at uh, our work or our employment. And something that's going to be a little different about this these next three weeks is we have pre-recorded, we've interviewed three people from BCDC, people who uh, are experts in these three areas. Uh, they might blush at that, but they, they have knowledge in, in these three uh, topics. And so we're gonna, what we're going to do these three weekends is uh, we're going to play for you the interview, or most of the interview in some of the cases, uh, from those pre-recorded uh, talks that we had. And so that means the, the sermon part is going to be a little shorter. Okay, I thought there would be more of a reaction, but uh, oh, man, I've got feelings too. But hey, but here's what I recognize: as we get more practical, one of the things I recognize is that when we're, you know, we're talking about marriage and, and parenting and and work, etc. I recognize that in a room like this, we've got a real, you know, sort of uh, uh, potpourri of people. Not everyone in this room has kids. Uh, not everyone uh, in this room has jobs. You know, some of us uh, uh, do not work outside of the home. Some people are, are retired, and especially when we look at marriage this weekend, I recognize that some people in the room are married and some are not. And as we look at this uh, passage at what Paul is saying, there are some people that you'll immediately be able to grab on and apply stuff to your lives. And for others, uh, it might not be as uh, as immediate, but I just want to encourage us that, you know, while we're aware and we want to be sensitive to the fact that we're going to be touching on some topics that might not directly apply to everyone in the room, one of the things uh, to remember, or the reality is, if you, if you are reading the Bible, if you're reading God's Word on a regular basis, many times you're going to come upon passages that don't directly, you know, impact where you're at in life, or at least you don't think so. But one of the beauties of God's word is that it's living and active, and God still wants to teach us. He still wants us to understand. He still wants us you know, to, to learn and soak it in so that we can really be a support to be an encouragement to others, whether it's family, friends, you know, neighbors, coworkers, et cetera, uh, whenever that opportunity arises. So our hope over these next three weeks is that there's going to be something uh, for everyone. So... Before, I'm going to share a little bit, then we'll get to the video, but first I want to read the passage to you, 
Uh, you can follow along in your Bibles or on the screens. It's Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. Here's what it says. <clears throat> it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, that's like a loaded passage. There's been many books, many large books have been written, uh, you know, breaking this all down. So, you know, we're, we're giving it one weekend, okay? So we're not going to be able to unpack all of it, but we're going to look at a few parts, and again, some will come up in the video. But right off the top, you know, as I'm reading that, I'm sure there's some parts of that passage, as, as they're falling on your ears, they're like, yeah, this sounds really good. Like, you know, wives respect your husbands and husbands love your wives. Like, just, okay, I get that. And, but I, I'm assuming that other phrases might fall a little harder on some ears. They might be a little harder to swallow things like wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And, you know, the, the man is the head of his wife. And especially in our 21st century, in, in our culture, uh, we have a tendency to just bristle a little bit at phrases like that. We struggle in this age of you know, personal independence and, uh, and liberation. Uh, we don't want to be told that we should submit to anyone. Uh, we don't want uh, that we, we struggle with anyone being the head over us. That sounds, in our culture, that sounds oppressive. That can sound very uh, dominating. And really, when you read that passage, let's be honest, at first glance, it seems a little lopsided uh, towards the women. W women, do you agree? Mm, yeah, we're gonna get this place going tonight, I can tell. <laughs> That's why Andrew's not here. He knew, he knew, okay. But, <laughs> but especially when you look, when you look at verse uh, 22 and 23, when it's saying, you know, it, it seems pretty lopsided. Like, it's like heavy to the women, like wives, you need to submit to your husbands and, and you know, the husband is, is the head of the home. And, and really, you know, Paul, for many, many years, especially when looking at this text, Paul's been really, by many, written off as, as oppressive to women, really like a chauvinist, chauvinistic attitude towards women. And, and, and in reality, though, when we look at this text, in reality, the opposite of that thought is really more accurate. And what we're going to, what will help us to see that is if we take a closer look at the context, at the textual context and the cultural context context, okay? So stay with me here. So first, we're going to look at the, the textual context. Now, in your Bible, 
uh, probably in all of our Bibles, there's subtitles or, or like paragraph, chapter headings, you know, uh, uh, that have been written into the Bible to help break up the sections. You know what I'm talking about, right? They're all over there. So in your Bible, this section might have the heading or the title, Instructions for Christian Households or Instructions for Husbands and, uh, and Wives. And we need to remember that, like, Paul didn't write those in the original letter. They've been added later. Right? And they've been placed by these translators in different spots. And I've seen uh, in, in different Bibles, I've seen that sometimes those headings, those titles, sometimes you'll find them before verse 21, and sometimes you'll find them written before verse 22. And when they're written before uh, verse 22, it really does a disservice to the text, you know, the textual context. It does a disservice to the text because if you start uh, start off by reading only verse 22 as we go into the section that we're looking at uh, uh, today. Uh, if, if you do that, if you don't start with verse 21, you can really take this passage in a direction that I really don't believe it was, it was meant to go. And what I mean is this. Verse 21 says this. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know, understand the first time that Paul brings up that word Submit. He isn't just talking to women. He isn't just uh, isn't just talking to wives. He's talking to the whole room of in this you know this Ephesian church. He's talking to the whole room of all these believers, wives and husbands. Uh, you've got children. You've got parents. You've got slaves. You've uh, you've got masters. And he's and he's talking to the whole room. And he's talking about this profound mystery that. That really, that God is teaching through Paul, and it's this idea of mutual submission. And so verse 21 is key to understanding the rest of what Paul is, is going to say. It really sets up uh, this whole section. And, and really, you know, if you consider the Christian life, the Christian life really at the heart of it, from our perspective, perspective it's a life of submission, Right? Jesus says, come follow me, like, and you must what? You must deny yourself and come follow me. Like The Christian life uh, is a life of submitting to God and submitting to his ways. It's, it's really bowing to him and letting him be head over us. Like Jesus, take the wheel. That's really what the Christian life is. You be the head over all of our lives and just consider you know, the headship, the leadership of Jesus. It is not at all oppressive or abusive, is it? Like being under Jesus, really, it's, 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 it's a very loving and serving uh, uh, submission there to be uh, under the leadership of Jesus. And, and in fact, the Greek word that's used for submit, it only shows one other time, shows up one other time in the New Testament, and it's in 1 Peter, and the idea it portrays there is serving, Right? It's all about serving. So mutual submission, you can say mutual serving. And what Paul's saying is like, hey, you know, it's, it's, I, you, know, you need to be serving just like Jesus served us. You know, he is now calling us to serve, to submit to one another. And it's like, take a look at this picture. It's like a, this triangle. Bing. There we go. Like if God is up there at the top, You've got the husband and wife at the bottom, and if both husband and wife are submitting to God, if both of them are, you know, they're submitting to him, they're focused on him, they're moving towards God, in a marriage, look what happens. The natural byproduct is that what? They're gonna be moving closer and closer to each other as they submit to God. And when mutual submitting, 
when mutual serving is happening in a marriage, it really does make for a beautiful, a very beautiful life-giving marriage. And it really creates a marriage that, if this whole series, I've been saying this, that God wants to put on display for all the world to see, to see a husband and a wife mutually submitting and loving each other, because that will be attractive to people. And that's gonna help, that's gonna draw them to God. It's gonna hook their hearts. So, okay, so textual uh, context. Next one is cultural. And um, remember that this letter was written to the, uh, a city, a pagan city in, in, uh, in Ephesus. And it's, it's in the context of the, the Greco-Roman world. And we're, you know, Paul is writing into a culture that is very male-dominated, very patriarchal, uh, uh, in this in this city of Ephesus, in this culture, in the last few weekends, I know we've drawn attention to the fact that Ephesus was this melting pot of all these crazy, you know, uh, cultures and religions and idols and and uh, all these, uh, you know, this worship that I, you know, I brought up last week, just you know, uh, practices of worship that were are very inappropriate, like really that are sexually degrading, and it's and it's into this culture that Paul's writing this letter to these young Ephesian Christians, people who are, who, are, who are leaving their old pagan culture, their old pagan understanding in ways, and they're turning and they're, and they're learning now what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so again, cultural uh, context, in, in this culture, the idea of a heterosexual couple, a man and a woman uh, making a covenant to one another, making a covenant before God to be uh, faithful to one another, you know, to be uh, 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 monogamous in their marriage, to, to love each other, to serve each other, etc., to submit to one another, that would not have been the norm in this culture. In fact, uh, in this pagan culture, marriage really was a joke in the sense that adultery, adultery was the norm of the ancient pagan Man, because of the, the way the culture was. And so, you know, as we begin to understand the cultural context of Paul's audience, of the men and the women, the wives and the husbands, we need to realize that the part that many of us might strip over or find challenging, the, you know, wives submit to your husbands and the husband is the head, etc., wouldn't have been at all what they would have struggled with. I mean, just imagine they're all gathered together and, I don't know, some guy's up front reading this scroll from Paul, and he's reading out, uh, wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Uh, the husband is the head of his wife. And I'm sure everyone would be like, tell us something we don't know. It's like, it's just, that's the norm. They knew that already. But the part that would have uh, been very challenging and, and, and stirred it up, if you will, would be, oh, hey, uh, and by the way, husbands, husbands, you need to love your wives like Christ loved the church. Like, yeah, who willingly gave his life up for the church, who willingly denied himself in order, you know, who, who lowered himself to lift us up. Now, that would have been like, what? What? You know, into, into, this, into this culture. So textual context, Cultural context, I think that's really helpful and important as we get into this, uh, into this, what we're gonna look at today. Two more things before we get to the video. When Paul uh, talks to husbands and we use this language of you know, that being the head of the wife, nowhere does that headship mean the husband gets to 
you know, forcefully demand his way or use it in an, an abusive, controlling uh, manner. It says, you know, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Husbands are to love their wives out of submission to Jesus, and true love is never controlling or abusive. You know, I think, I think back, uh, Helen and I have been married just over 34 years, and, uh, and over those years, there's been many times where we've had a decision to make, and we really struggled to find a place of agreement as a husband and a wife. And I can't think of one time, please don't ask Helen, but I can't think of one time that I said, I am the head of this home. You know, I wear the pants in this family. Like, it's sort of like, like there's no time where I would have said, I am the husband, I am it. Like, I never would have done that. In fact, I mean, think of that, the image of the triangle. What I've seen over and over as a married couple uh, is that it, when both Helen and I are mutually submitting to God and we're actively listening and focused on him and, uh, and to one another, what I've seen over and over is that I don't think there's been a single time that God has not brought us as a, as a husband and wife to a place of, you know, of, of the same conclusion or at least the place of, of agreement as to this is what we're going to do. And, and I know that you know, there are different camps probably in the room of you know, the, the, the roles in marriages. There might be some more traditional uh, understandings of the husband is you know, the head or over his wife, or maybe there's, there's some that have more of an egalitarian or uh, what I just learned, uh, or equalitarian. I didn't know it was called that, but where you're more you know, uh, on the same sharing roles Etc. But understand that when Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians, there was that debate didn't exist, right? Like that, it, it didn't exist. And and I think this passage allows room for movement of of with with the roles within a marriage. But the thing, and he, but here's what Paul is teaching them and is wanting to teach us this weekend. Uh, the the important thing is this: it's it's important uh, as long as what is most important is that husband and wife are submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Because when that is happening in a marriage relationship, God is glorified. God shines through a marriage where there's mutual uh, submission. Um, one last thing. If currently in your marriage, if either you or, you know, or if both of you as a couple are using Scripture in a way that uh, it feels oppressive or unloving or disrespectful, um, and, you know, like I said, this is a text that I think has been misused. I just encourage you, if you're struggling, if there's tension in your marriage around roles, please reach out to someone. Please reach out to someone here at the church or to a counselor, et cetera, because uh, uh, what Paul is doing here in this text is he's calling, he's speaking to these, you know, these married Christians, these Ephesians in this very pagan culture, and he's saying what God is inviting you into is he's calling you to a standard that is above the standard of your culture. Right? It's, it's above the standard of your culture, that the way you love each other, the way you serve each other, the way you mutually respect, etc., uh, each other. And it really is a call that through your marriage that you would be a witness of love, of hope to the people around you. Okay? So uh, we're going to go to the video now. Uh, popcorn should be, it should just pop up. And... Uh, we're going to go to this video. Andrew, uh, this is Andrew, is, is having a conversation with a lady, a wonderful lady from our church named Leslie Hansen. So let's watch the video, and then I'll be back up. Here we go. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that what you heard has encouraged you in your walk with Jesus. For more information and to contact us, go to vcdc.org. We'll bless you. Have a wonderful week.